Hi and welcome to Nuance Podcast with Logan and Yuja, where we seek to develop a space of vitality for nuanced discussion about fundamental principles of human connection. Our message is to think of and for yourself, to accept others and their thoughts, and to empower each other. Follow us as we follow our curiosity and enjoy the episode. We're finally back at the desk. Yes, we are. It's been a very long time, it feels like. Mm. Again. I feel like we said that at the start of... Uh, Every episode. <laughs> something like that. But no, there's been a reason for that. Yeah. It's been a very hectic time the last week and a half. Mm. I think we had inspiration to record. <laughs> Just a quick a quick FYI. Mm. We, we got Musha a new toy today. And he really likes it. It's a it's a Kong bear. So it's like a, like a little teddy bear toy that has um, the rope, like rope inside it. So that if he can't was to... really destroy it. Yeah. But it also has a squeaker, which he's just grown to love. Oh, yeah. He never used to like squeak toys, but now he's... <laughs> Obsessed. Yeah. Anyway, so that's That's just... a side note if you hear the squeaking in the background. He, just... he should stop soon. Just a heads up, yeah. Hopefully he'll wear himself out. <laughs> he'll, he'll get asleep. You know, he can't work for too long. And then... <laughs> he has that well-earned rest oh. after chewing a couple of times. Yeah. Um, Yes, no, so we actually, we wanted to sit down and record, um, wouldn't be far off a week ago now, but it just, it just wasn't working. Yeah. No, we kept being pulled away from the microphone for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and it was okay. It was, I think it was a lesson that we had to, I guess, learn that things don't go according to plan. (laughs) They don't. Mm. No, you're right there. A lot of things get in the way when you've made a plan. And God's like, you know what? I got, I got something else. That's mm. a really nice plan. That's, it's really cute what you've done with it. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just do this one. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm God. Because I'm God, <laughs> and, and I can. And you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it gets frustrating for someone like me who loves to plan and organize and 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 know what I'm doing for the week, mm. so that I can have some kind of rough idea about what a successful week looks like. Um, but hey, that's a lesson that I need to learn so that I can overcome my rampant desire to structure my life, which is fine. I mean, it's funny. It's probably contradictory to a lot of the stuff we've spoken about that I still do like to have a plan. You know that you are human and that's okay, honey. Thank you. I need that support. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, so we, we wanted to sit down actually and talk about time. Mm. That was one that we really wanted to get into. It is a really weighty topic though. Yes. Um, and one that we probably will get to further down the track because something else has come up that was really, really worth discussing. It's kind of got to do with time, but it's not what we wanted to talk about. No. Mm. So we've been getting a little bit concerned about, uh, even even before this. So you've obviously been in theatre and really working on like getting, improving your skills and yeah and learning what you need to learn to be the best practitioner you can be. Mm. And you're kind of diving headfirst into a career yeah. down this path. I love it. <laughs> it's very, it's, it feels weird only because it feels right, mm. <laughs> in a, if that makes sense. It's just the weirdest feeling knowing that there's actually something that you want to do for a, a long period of your life. Have you ever felt that before? No. Well, I've had like retail jobs and I've had hospitality jobs and, but I never felt I wanted to like work my way up. Mm. Do you mean like, like career wise? Yeah. yeah. Like I've always, I've always had an interest in fashion and design, but it never, 
really thrilled me enough to put me in the like design world and the fashion world and the art world. Because I know you definitely, obviously, you have a you have a, a flair for fashion and art. Well, I love it, but yeah. it's for me. I don't think it's something that it's just part of my character, my personality, and that's what I've kind of grown to understand a bit more about myself, where that creativity, why that creativity is. So there's also a reason why I really liked being different in my fashion sense because it was me building my personality, building my identity mm. and like stepping out of the group. So I was trying to be, not, I wasn't trying to be different, but I was always drawn to something different growing up. And I guess that's just how it kind of came out in my is, creativity. Is that a part of your expression? Because like you said, you, yeah. you, you weren't verbally heard. That's true, yeah. So instead, I would, yeah, dress, dress, you know, I'd always have fun with my outfits, um, be a bit flamboyant so people would comment on it and see me. Um, I love dancing. That was my expression. I really mm. love dancing, whether it be on the stage or the dance floor. <laughs> Loved a good boogie. Um, what else? That's, yeah, and just other things. All, all the creative ventures, people yeah. really, yeah, they noticed Oh, it's, it's just been amazing seeing you just really pa- so passionate and zeroed in on something. Mm-hmm. We've been together for like two and a half years. And I know this year has been a really hard year. Um, but even prior to that, I haven't seen you this up and about for something. And it's, it's amazing seeing someone flourish as much as you've flourished since you've discovered this. Stop it. <laughs> well, it's like... <laughs> no, I know. I'm I was talking sure. with a friend about this the other day, actually. Um, that it's the reason this has just worked so well for you was that since your depression and how you got out of it mm. was through spirituality and mindfulness. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you found yourself spiritually as I a, did, yeah, yeah as, as a way of clawing your way out of the pit. <laughs> <laughs> like this has been a long journey for you. Yeah. And this has just been a way to, I guess, piece everything together. A theater has been a way to piece everything yeah. together. And it's, it's been something that not only have you been prepared for, but it's kind of like, become the pinnacle of I guess that spiritual journey for you which begun when you were seven years ago yeah 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 no it's it's an incredible feeling and it's the thing is that I I like that not that that's over but that I am just now in a, a new state of mind I've like leveled up in spirituality for myself and it feels really powerful it's a really unusual kind of space to be in because you, you there's no real worry that happens. I used to be such a, you know, I, used to, I have a lot of anxiety throughout the day and I didn't really talk about it much, but it was there. It was very palpable. I'd be quiet. I wouldn't say anything. I'd rather mm. do other things. I'd, I'd ignore it. I'd put it under the rug. Yep. I'd be like, let's talk about it later or I don't want to talk about it. Whereas now I, I'm happy to talk about things and I've really opened up what I that part of me that really knows that I need to talk about stuff and not about that it's just not taking everything so seriously and just allowing the universe to show me what my path is you know allowing God in my life and being like okay this is the next step I'm like great I'm I really enjoy this you know how do you feel um you know because you've had the religious background how do you feel coming from religion and what God's meant to you in a religious sense to what God now means to you? How's that sort of evolved? Well, I growing up, like we, we went to church every Sunday, but it was more of a social thing. As much as my parents wanted it to be a spiritual thing, I didn't understand that mm. at such a young age. So to me, it was just to see my friends or my cousins. 
and it wasn't really part of I was spiritual I, re- I always believed in my angels from day dot I always had this thing I just loved even the idea of them even if I people would say they're not real I would just know something that I just know that they were there and growing up that never kind of faded away but over time I, I think I stepped away from religion a little bit not not to say that it was like purposeful I just kind of got busy with love I was you know finding myself finding my identity and doing all that kind of stuff working in retail figuring myself out what I liked what I didn't like and then (laughs) depression hit me and then changed everything changed my outlook because I was oblivious to life I didn't really know what the essence was the essence that continued and continuously was telling me and giving me messages but I wasn't listening Mm. so instead like I just kind of ignored it I put it under the rug I wouldn't want to talk about it and that was really hard for me the only way I would have done it is through my artistic expression Mm -hmm. but that wasn't enough because I didn't really have an understanding I couldn't put it into words that feeling so when it came to the pits there was only one way out and I needed to figure out what this meant for me and then through that I learned a little bit about what God was to me and what other people's idea of it was because I only thought there was one way and that was really terrifying because I didn't like that way there was something about it so instead I just learnt a bit about what everyone's experience with God and the universe and source and I started to understand what they were talking about that it's all that essence that it's the life force of this universe how's that different to what your view of God was pre-depression well it's weird because I thought it was like I thought God was this guy in the sky because everyone kept saying him our father you know I didn't understand the concept that he was this life force I didn't understand just didn't get it um do you think that having been in like a church like part of the church community do you think that people actually view god as the the way you view him now as like a like a an ever-present life energy that is manifest where we're all manifested from Mm -hmm. do you think that they actually view god as that or do you think they actually do view god as a as a as a person oh i think that was just my take because i didn't understand it and even Mm. though people kept trying to trying to explain it to me i i still i wasn't paying attention i was more concerned about what people thought of me i was very not superficial but i wanted to find my place and that wasn't it didn't really mean a lot to me Mm. until later in life when i knew i needed it when things were really bad and i didn't have anywhere else to go but look up yeah and that then i connected with something there yeah so it sounds like you had a it was it was really powerful for you i know we've i know we've spoken about this um in previous episode but i just wanted to because the context that you're using god in now is vastly different to the common use of the of god yeah as an idea and well it was actually it's hard to it was hard to kind of use god again the word god to mean that to mean what I that life force of the universe because it's got such a religious like a, a fixed religious yeah. dogmatic yeah definition that when you use the word God it yeah. just automatically you think of you think of it in a religious yeah. setting not necessarily in a spiritual setting so I started I instead I was using other words like the universe or life force because that was more relatable and that was more popular and that was you know but for me now that I understand what God is it, it just is 
Mm. But I don't mind. Like I actually, pre- I prefer the word the creator because he's just it's it's he. I just say he for because it's yeah, that. It um, he's created all of this, you know, and we create as well. So it's like the, his own essence is in us, and we then create, and we continue to create. We create life, you know. We create work. We create buildings. We create everything we yeah, do. That's, that's the beauty of it. Like we're mm. of the we're of God. Yeah. You know. So yeah, exactly like you just said, God's creating as we create. God's creating yeah. through our free will. That's it. If it wasn't for us being like birthed from God, then you know we wouldn't have yeah. a body through which we can move around with our free will that's it you know and, and create as we see because you connect with that essence on your cellular level because essentially like that seventh plane is the atoms atom it's the what i don't it's the, the essence it's, of it <laughs> it's the uh the i don't know what the the the, the physics terminology yeah. <laughs> i'm is. getting it's, into that slowly. it's what the uh the the protons and the neutrons mm. and the electrons are made of and it can go even further in and it's uh, just that whatever it is and that it's the it's the building block for our our physicality it certainly is yeah um so how do you move forward now with this so you you want to go into the you want to go into this field mm. and you want to make this a living you want to turn this passion into something tangible that you can really help yeah. the world with mm. and, and help people with. So what's, I guess, what, what are you sort of thinking moving forward with it? Well, I need practice. You know, I've practiced on you, I've practiced mm. on my mum, i practice on my dad, uh, on the dog, myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to try with people that I don't know. Yeah. So because that will really show me what my abilities is. And because then I won't know your history. Like, I know your history. I know my parents' history. So it's easy to kind of tap into that. Whereas with a stranger, it might be a totally different experience. Mm. And I'm really excited to see what that will look like and what I will see and experience in that realm. Because it might even be a deeper experience because I'm surrendering on a like even a deeper level yeah. than I already am. I can really relate to the position that you're in there because, like, when I was in the student clinic as an osteo, because I, I never, I never practiced as an osteo. Mm. I got my degree and I, I'm qualified. Um, I've got the certification and everything, um, but I, <laughs> I, um, I, I never actually was out in the field doing it. Yeah. But when I was in the student clinic, um, I always was like, I was nervous. Mm. Like I, you know, that that feeling of there's someone that I don't know that's going to come in here that's going to want something from me. Yeah. And I know they weren't directly paying me money; they were paying the clinic money for the consultation. But it's it was still, still like it's, it's a paying customer that's coming to for my service. Yeah. And it's like it's 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 a really scary feeling that someone's putting that kind of faith in you, trust, and that kind of trust in you as a practitioner. Yeah. And it's like, you know, do, do I have what they actually what they, what what they're expecting of me? Am I mm. going to be able to deliver to deliver on that? Yeah. And so I, I can really understand that point that that point of view and that feeling that yeah. you may or may not be feeling. The uh-huh. difference is, though, I never had the passion for it that you have for this. Yeah, true. I, you know, it's funny just thinking back on my time at university, and <laughs> I, I can't remember. I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not. But you know, it's the more I think about my time at uni, the more it was like it was, it was a procrastination from getting on with life. Yeah, right. 
I mean, it's, I'm not to trying to turn it into something about me here. No, 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 but do you? Do it's us. Like it's it was it was never something I was actually genuinely passionate about. Yeah. I was interested in it, uh. but the being curious and interested interested in a topic is different from being genuinely passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to like take this on for your own and like, you know, brand yourself as this yeah. this healthcare professional mm. and practitioner. It just wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't my like be an end of it all. And I didn't have that passion. So when people would come in and see me, I'd like, I'd, you know, they're, they're there for me to do a job on them. So, you know, I do what I had to do. Yeah. But just when you lack that passion, it's just, Makes there's something that's just missing. Yeah. And I think it probably resonates even on an energetic level, probably with patients. Yeah. You know, patient outcomes are probably different because yeah. I'm not in that session with them. Yeah. definitely well you can't really do even any kind of healing work in terms of like um whether it be energy or physical so osteo Mm. or physio you can't do it if you're not passionate is it not that it won't work but that energy needs to align and be there somewhat there and because the 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 client might be very open because Mm. they need help but if the yeah like you said so if you weren't open Mm. you would just be doing what you need to do it would be surface stuff and the clients, they're going, why haven't you, you haven't given me anything. It's all just. I think for me, I was, I was, cause I, I never had a gap year. So I never went, I never had time away from being educated and just out of the system. So I just was used to being schooled basically. Yeah. You know, I went from high school straight into university. So for me, so long as I was being educated, I was always, it was always this idea that I wasn't in the real world. Mm. And the longer you were insulated from the real world, the less pressure was on you to do anything. Mm. And so like, that's what I mean to me. Maybe it was like a procrastination that sure. if I was, as long as I was at university, I didn't have to be in the real world doing real stuff mm. with real people. But you didn't even know what that felt like. No, even of, of course I didn't, yeah. but it was still a daunting idea. Yeah. I'm really glad that I took a, a a year off. Yeah, a gap year. A gap year. I'm so glad that I took that off because it actually, I worked at a job um, that I was actually, so it was a telecommunications company that it happened, I think it came around in about July. <laughs> you and say it's a telecommunications company, but you got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have We've no idea. We've spoken about this. I have no it's idea so what funny. I do. <laughs> but sorry, keep going. <laughs> Oh, to this day, even when I actually went back after I left, I went on, I'm like, what, what did they do? And I would look on their website and I would read the description. I'm like, how did I stay there for like two and a bit years? Do we do we say who the company was? Or? We won't just because. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. But they're a very respected company. Mm. And yeah, so they do, they're, they're good. It's I had the best, best boss ever. You were a kick-ass employee too though. I was amazing at, I was a data entry but I actually, I went up, like, he gave me a lot of, uh, my boss gave me so, so much responsibility because I was quick and he'd be like, oh God, I have nothing else to do for you. And it's like, all right, well, come, I went personal shopping with him one day to buy him new jeans and a trench coat. Um, I, what else did I buy? Uh, he, yeah, I, I it was just such a fun job. Mm. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I was getting paid so much. I have no idea where that money went. I have no idea. Like and you were young. Where's I was money young. Gonna, where does no money go idea. when you're young? I know. Well, I had no idea how to even like save. I knew nothing about it. I was like, oh my god, I'm getting all this money. It's amazing. I just get lunch every day, get a coffee. You know, wear fancy clothes. It sounds like me now, minus the fancy clothes. 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's me, me getting lunch and coffee every day in, in high beers. <laughs> oh, it was, it was just such a good... Anyway, so, but, like, I was put out into that real world. Like, I had uh, I wouldn't say it's a real world. So it's okay, it is, in a sense. I guess, like, when I say very real world, I mean, like, you don't have that net around you. Like, you don't have yeah. an environment of people who, I guess, have a, an immediate position of hierarchy over you. But you didn't even have a breathing space in you know but between school and uni you didn't really know exactly what you wanted to do you weren't that sure about it i was yeah is that right oh oh, you're right yeah Yeah. so it was i i had this idea that i had to go to university i I know like and my parents have made it abundantly clear to me since that i had the option to to do a trade or to go into some other full-time employment or go to university and it's not necessarily it was like part of my upbringing, but I feel like even just the societal thing, it mm. you know, even even to this day, it's there's a stigma around going to university. That's yeah. like where the good academic students they go into university and do this higher education, and yeah. you know, it's 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 nice. Like it's it's mm. good being able to get that, yeah, and to be able to find the field that you're interested in and then go do further study in it. Fantastic, all for it. I didn't. For me, I think that. I was interested. I, I was interested in, in PE in school, in yeah. high school, like, you know, a lot of people are. And I loved anatomy. And, you know, I'd, I'd go and see the osteo for my aches and pains mm. when I was, you know, playing footy and cricket. And it was just like those sort of dots connected a little bit. And you're just like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was the only interest I had in anything was the fact that I liked anatomy in school and that I went and saw the osteo and I, I was a bit curious about how the profession sort of worked and what what was involved in being an osteo Mm. and that was basically my foundation for going to uni because I had nothing else and I thought that uni was ultimately my only option because I was a good student Mm. you know so I had a I had a tough year in year 12 so like two of my dogs um died not very nicely so I was traumatized by those experiences and I had a really bad year that I couldn't even it got to a point where I like nearly failed my exams. Mm. I nearly didn't pass, but it was all because of all that. It was I just couldn't handle. Your dogs were like family members. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I grew up there with my like. Anyway, so <laughs> um, no, it was it was a really tough year. Like they didn't die in a very nice way. It wasn't natural, and so that traumatized me a bit. And I got when everyone was picking unis to go to and what they wanted to do, I really wasn't sure. So I spoke to my mum and then I spoke to my, even my coordinator at school that I really loved and respected her. She said, you've got all the time in the world. It's like, find what you really want, but allow yourself. She's like, I got a very low enter score when I was in school and look at me, I'm teaching. She's like, it's got nothing. She really gave me, and I held that, I held that, held that with me because I felt like she was the only one being really honest mm. with life. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know what that means. And I don't, you know, because I didn't know anything about life until after You don't school, know really. shit about life when you're no, school age. absolutely not. So I was like, okay, I better took it with me. And I remembered it. And I remember it to this day. And I thank her so much because she saved me from jumping into a, I think I was going to do like an arts degree or something. I didn't even, art history or, I didn't even know what it, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I was just drawn to that creative Thing, but I still was just hesitant. So I'm like, I'll take a year off. So I took a year off, had some time to think about it. My mum and dad, mum and Tata were really good about it. So I was like, okay. And it was actually the best thing I did because it refreshed me. And then the 
um, I got the job at <laughs> the telecommunications company. And then also the course, my um, the creative direction and styling course came up too. And I was really curious about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of anything. And there wasn't anything like that back then. Mm. But it was so cute. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And it, I had that time. When you had that time off, like, because I, I didn't have it and you did, do you think that having that time off really helped steer you in a direction? And if you hadn't have had that time off, do you think you would have gone down a different path that would have taken you longer to get to where you wanted to go? I don't know. I, I definitely think it benefited me because it gave me it gave me the time to breathe a bit and just see what I really liked doing. Mm. And it just, yeah, there was it was a bit of breathing space. And it wasn't easy because everyone was going to uni. All my friends went to uni and all, everyone was already in uni. So my, I'm the youngest of my Yuki, Yuki friends. So I, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, everyone around me was. So it wasn't the greatest time. Yuki, Yuki means Ukrainian. Oh, Ukrainian, so Ukrainian. Yeah, like short for Ukrainian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I think it's just a it's a stigma kind of thing that a lot of people just go into university mm. out of high school. Yeah, well, I felt shit because I was like, oh, I'm not going. I'm not going to like uni. People are gonna ask me questions. Why aren't you going to uni? And and it sucks. You know, having having you know, we've both been there, and it's you know, it's it's definitely not the be and end of it all. Uh, not not knocking university at all because it's definitely valuable. But you know, it's it's not the end of life. But no, but if you're passionate about something and you want to learn about it, go for it. Mm. If it feels right, do it. And we're also we're also just in the age we are. I mean, right now, you know, the end of 2020, there is information everywhere. Just you got the internet, which is just insane. What you can learn. I've learned theta with online. Exactly. (laughs) And you know, and look, you're now actually staring down the barrel of a of a career path that yeah. you never thought. I didn't spend any money. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go back to that gap year, you know, would you ever have mm. thought from where you were on the precipice of going to uni, would you ever have thought that you'd go down a healing path? No, no, no way. I thought I would be in the creative industry. Mm. I either thought I was going to be in like Hollywood doing like set, not set design, um, costume design or some sort of, some sort of design. Fashion designer, I was going to be my fashion designer. I was going to be an artist, or there's just this idea, but it just wasn't. I don't know. Mm. It just life had. Other I liked. Plans. I God liked had other plans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. That's cute. Yeah, we're going to take you in this direction instead. Yeah, just going to. You're going to feel shit for a little bit, but that's mm. all right. It's it's for a good cause. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a it's been a arduous road mm. and a long road, but definitely an, a, an, an amazing and fulfilling one to oh, get to where I don't regret it. I don't. I wouldn't change anything. As much as like I was, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've got a lot of you know supposedly regrets. I only say that because I don't really regret anything anymore. But I used to regret every decision I made, especially when I started to get a bit more mature and smarter. Mm. And when I looked back on my life I was like oh you are such a fool oh my gosh and I just was in this and I was I think it was part of the pits where I'm like who are you like what do you think you were doing like you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) it's so true though when as I've when I've gotten as I've gotten older and I've like adopted these new spiritual kind of philosophies for life it's it does eliminate that element of regret mm. because like you understand that life is a journey and it's like an ever it's like an infinite process that just 
you know, once you, you, like I was saying in the last episode, once you get to one end, you know, the, the next process starts. Yeah. yeah. And then once you complete that process, then, then the next one, one begins. Starts, yeah. You know, it's like every, everything is part of a process. Mm. And so if you, you know, if, if, if you didn't ulti- ultimately to get to where you are now, you had to have been doing it right. You know, you didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Life didn't end as no. part of a part of a process. Yeah. You know, so to get to where you are now and to know what you know now, I mm-hmm. know for me particularly, to know what I know now means that the process that I had to undergo to get to this point was perfect. Mm. And if I had have done something differently, I don't know where life could have taken me. Yeah. And I'm so happy with the, the position that I'm in now that I'm so glad that I didn't end up going somewhere else. Yeah. Because you know, it could have taken me a lot longer. To get to where I am now. Well, that's the thing. You know? What would you... Yeah, what kind of blueprint blueprint would you take? Yeah. If it was the tough one, but it got you there quicker. Exactly. So, I don't, I don't regret anything that's yeah. happened in my past. Not because I think I made all the right decisions, but because if I didn't make the decisions that I did, I wouldn't have got to where I am now. Yeah. So, that's like, for me personally, like adopting these mm. this philosophy and this outlook, it's, it's changed the way I view my past. Mm-hmm. It does. It yeah. does, especially when you. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I look back on my life and I'm like, well, if it hadn't been for those relationships, if it hadn't been for those stupid incidents, if it hadn't been for me, you know, doing all these any all those stupid things that we all look back on and cringe, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been this person. I wouldn't have realized that moment that when I hit the pits and I saw light, I was like. oh, I had no idea. And then I could see how oblivious I was and what that looks like and what that feels like. So there's a reason why I felt all these things up until that point of my depression because after depression, when I'm working through my mental health issues and when I'm struggling and I'm noticing what, um, what I need to work on, I know what I need to work on. I know what it feels like in those things. So I can relate when I'm talking to someone who is going through depression or anxiety, I can relate. So there's a reason why I can relate. And there's a reason why I got I put I was put in those positions, in those situations, because I needed to learn them Yeah. to get me to be a healer because I know the how it feels to be in depression and anxiety and all these other things that I've experienced. Yeah. And that to me is really important. And I knew when I... I, there was a moment, I think I've mentioned it, there's a moment when I was depressed and I said, I don't want anyone to go through this ever. It is the worst feeling ever. And I just knew that I wanted to be a part of something. It was at that moment where I'm like, I need to be part of the healing of depression. It was like healing of the world, but healing of depression. The other thing too with that is, and this is a bit like obscure, kind of getting off that beaten track a little mm. bit, you, you want to, because you've been through that pain and you've been through that darkness. You do, Of course, you don't want anyone else to go through that. Having said that, that darkness made you a huge part of who you I are know. today. I know, so that's another, yeah. And so it's like, you, you don't want someone else to do that, but you also don't want to rob someone else of that opportunity. Well, that's the thing. If I, and it's so hard. <laughs> and it's, it sounds really fucked up. It is fucked up, but, but it, it was my biggest learning experience. Yeah. It woke me up. Not everyone's going to have that exact experience to be woken up. Everyone will have different experiences. Some people aren't um, that oblivious to life or that um, unconscious yeah. to life. 
and they might be asking small questions here and there. Just follow that curiosity. Definitely. It's just following that light, that little bit of light, those little bit of those little questions saying, oh, what's my purpose? What, why, why am I doing this right now? Why am I speaking on a podcast or why am I studying this or why am I at school? Do I like what I'm studying at school? Are my subjects something that align with me? It's those little questions, those little light bulbs or those little lights that are around us all the time and it's just choosing to see it and get curious about them. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Because curiosity really helped dig me out of the hole. Mm. And I just going back to what you said before about, you know, you... You, I guess you somewhat wanted some kind of like life experience. Yeah. You know, you need. <laughs> I know. You know, you needed to kind of go through something, I guess, to deepen, deepen what your 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 deepen your purpose well, and your life journey. And you went through depression, and and like you said, having gone through it now, you can relate to others that are in a similar position. Yeah. Because um, I have a better understanding of it now, because I know that it's not about someone not experiencing it. It's just about getting, catching them at a time that they, they're starting to ask questions. They're starting mm. to get curious about the light rather than the darkness. So it's less about suppressing that emotion mm. or that state and more about facilitating your way out of it. Yeah, I, it is. It is. And it's completely your decision as well. If someone chooses to take their own life, I know this is really heavy, but... If well, you've, you've stood on the precipice, well, so you, you yeah. understand, what the, understand what's involved here. Yeah. So the thing is, if someone chooses it, that's their purpose in that moment in time. And it's really hard for us to stomach it and even wrap our heads around it because it doesn't make sense. It's like, why would someone do that to me? They're so selfish. But we have no idea what was going on in that person's head. We have no idea. Like, I still don't think that a lot of the people around me know what I went through and what was actually going on in my head at that time. And that wasn't their fault though. No, 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 it's not at all. Cause it was, but it was mine. It was mine to deal with. That's my life experience as theirs is theirs and yours is yours. Yeah. You know, we, we all have a life that we're responsible for. And that's, what's the most powerful thing that we can know in this life. The one thing that would really help us help anyone move forward is knowing that you are responsible for you, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, everything. Only you can do it. Only you can change. Only you can choose love. Only you can choose hate. Only you can choose and how you respond to situations. Do you think? Do you think? I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. Do you think? Because that's powerful. That's that's not something that's like a light lesson to learn. Mm. Do you think that's something you can teach, or do you think it's something you have to experience? So, like, for you, if someone had a told... If you go back to when yeah. you were in that state, do you think that if someone had a told you that, that it's only you that can do this, it's only you that can move out of this, you're responsible for your own actions mm. and your own life and the, the, the path that you take and the decisions you make, mm. would that have empowered you to step out of that? Or was that something that you had to go through in order to learn that that was the way of the world for yeah, you. Yeah, I definitely think it's an experience you need to have. And it's not necessarily a dark one. It could be anything. It could just be a light bulb moment when you're sitting there in a meeting one day or uh, when you're sitting, you're drinking your coffee in the morning and when you're watching a film and there's something that relate, resonates with you, there's one line of a movie mm. that you're just like, whoa, I've got to rewind that. What did that person just say? And it's that. And it's that feeling right there 
it's not, it's not, it doesn't matter what it's about, but it's that feeling being like, because you chose to take it in and you're feeling it, body, soul, yeah. cellular level, and it's spirit and everything's awake. You've awoken yourself and that's those little moments. And it's like, and you've, you've accepted that message. You've accepted it. And it's, it is an experience that you need to have to really grasp the, grasp the concepts. So I remember when I went to Tony Robbins with my sister and my brother, I um, there was a lot of things that resonated with me, but there was also a lot that resonated with me after yeah. I went, because there was a lot to take in for four days. They were like 16-hour session, like 16-hour days, mm. and you didn't get that much sleep, but we ran every morning, and it was full on, full on. But there was a lot of things that, when I sat there and I was listening to them, I'm like, oh my God, yes. And it was, but it, I didn't remember them all. Later, a year, two years, three years later, I was like, shit. Oh my gosh, that's what he meant. Yeah, you, weren't, you weren't ready to like learn <laughs> yeah. that lesson until I learned what I needed to learn. You experienced a little bit more yeah. and you go, all of a sudden, this resonates with me. That's it. And it's just where you are and it's not judging yourself. Um, but even like thinking, helping someone understand is actually a, a way to do it. You can certainly ask certain questions to help them get to that realization mm. that will resonate with them. And it doesn't have to be on a deep, deep level. Because well, exactly, because that's like, it's it's their journey. It's it's every individual's journey to come to these realizations. Yeah. You can't bestow that. You can, yeah. you can pass the information onto them, yeah, like Tony Robbins seeds. did for you. Mm. And yeah, exactly, plant the seed. But it's not for you to, I guess, force that information onto the individual. You can't possibly. You can't possibly do that. Even if, you know, the people that say, oh my God, yes, you are so responsible for your life. I know exactly how that feels like and what that feels like. They've already because been they've through, been through something. something that has caused that. Whereas some people are like, I just don't get what that means. And what do you mean when you say that? I don't know. And I used to have that feeling too, that what does you mean? And it's like, you just, it's because we're not ready yet. And it's not a, uh, it's not a negative, it's not a bad thing to be in that space when you're not ready. There's a lot of things that I'm not ready for that's pissing me off. I'm not ready to see my angels, like physically. I'm not ready to see, you know, there's these things that I really want and I've always wanted, but I'm not ready. But I have to accept that Mm. and then learn through whatever it is I am ready for. I'm like, okay, well, where am I right now? I'm going to take it on so I can get there quicker or get there. I'm going to work toward it so it, it comes to me at the right time. Where am I now in the process? And if I am ready to even consider any uh what whatever is happening right now then yeah because it's it's accessible to you and it's not just to you as in physically but mentally spiritually Mm. your body knows where it's at and if you've just learned like so when i first heard of mindfulness for example was when i went to see the counselor and i was like mindfulness i'm like oh yeah i don't know what it was it sounded nice but it didn't sink in mm. what it really meant. I I think I waited, I think it was about six months later to a year. And I was like, oh, what was that thing? What was that thing I read? My counselor gave it to me. And I found it. I held it. It was in my drawer, in my bedside table. So it's been in my bedside table this whole time. And I picked it up, read it, and I was like, oh, my God. I now understand what this is. Because you're ready for it. So I'm ready for it. And you're open to it. And I had I needed that year of experience of whatever whatever happened mm. to to open me up fully to understanding and comprehending what mindfulness really was and how it worked and how it benefited me. Yeah, that's the that's, that's experience just really truly does open you up to the reasons behind something. Yeah, when you can properly understand why you're doing something mm. or what you what you're stepping into. 
then it just makes it so much more tangible for you. Like you can really see the benefit for yourself yeah. and the you can re- take it on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and I, I think even just relating that to back to a health sense, you know, especially cause you're stepping into theater because theater is like, you need to have an understanding of the concepts behind theater mm. so that you can truly grasp what it is that you're actually tapping into yeah. you know, and why you're tapping into it. Because if you're not open and understanding to that, you're not going to get a huge amount of benefit from it. That's it. But I don't view that as a, a weakness that's unique to theatre. Because I know theatre is a lot more of an obscure healing modality than a lot of what we accept in Western culture. Or Western society is probably yeah. a better way to put it. Because um, it's, I, I think it's the same as counselling. You know? yeah. if, you're, if you're going to see a counsellor for whatever reason if you are not open like like you you know the counselor gave you the tool of mindfulness yeah like planted these little seeds but you weren't ready you weren't actually open because you hadn't gone through any experience that Mm. made mindfulness relevant to you yeah until you know you did (laughs) and then you were able to go back through and and you know reread about Mm. mindfulness and learn about it yeah um, take know. it in, absorb the information as it is. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you go to a counselor and they and they tell you something that is going to be beneficial for you, if you're not, I guess, open or aware of what they're saying and the relevance of it to you in that you moment, you wouldn't have called the counselor in the first place, unless you were being committed to, um, to see one. And I think like that's even comes down to expectation too. Yeah. Right? If if you call the counselor, you sure. know that there's something that needs addressing. Yeah. And so, but you, like you have an expectation of what information they can give you that's going to help, at, you know, at, at that at that point for you, mm. you know, <laughs> it's going to be dark in here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, but then if the counselor gives you something that you weren't, I guess, ready for, then it's going to take more time for you to register what it was the counselor just mm. gave you. Because she didn't push it on me as well either. Mm. She said, just have a read and just see what you feel. I remember her not pushing anything like that on me. But all I needed from that session was to get out of my depression, to have a better understanding, just being able to have a sense of peace in my day-to-day life. That's why I went to see the counsellor. And you didn't have an expectation that you were going to receive mindfulness as a potential... No, I had no idea. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. This wasn't part of what my outcome was. But I'll take it. Thank you. She's given me a resource. And it sounds really nice. And I feel like I, I remember reading it and I'm like, this is just too much for me right now. And it wasn't like too much as in I couldn't handle it. It was just, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. And then my body knew that I wasn't ready for it. Really interesting. And broaden that. <laughs> <laughs> I like getting into the sort of little nitty gritty things like that. And the then nuances. Like, and then, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, broadening it to a bigger a bigger perspective. Because there's so many lessons that you, like small lessons that you learn that you, I then realize you go, fuck, you can broaden this to like a bigger <laughs> element of life in general. Yeah broaden that thing that like you weren't ready for that little mindfulness snippet to like you wouldn't have imagine if someone had thrown theater into the mix for you even just a couple of years ago yeah and you would have been you would not have been ready for it let's say even when you when you because you did the counseling course or you're doing the in the middle of the counseling course even if at the start of the counseling course someone had thrown theater i would have forgotten about it yeah exactly it's after this year or during this year i really knew that I needed to just connect back with my spiritual self. There was something already guiding me to it, connecting to it. It was like a magnet. I was like, I need to find this faith again because I know how important it is. If I want, if I can, if I need, um, I just, I uh, want a raffle. 
at work the other day and I got a, I got a free slab. So <laughs> having some elite lager. <laughs> Shout out. They're not a sponsor. They're just uh, <laughs> have, your, have your free airtime. Um, so I, I knew that there was already something calling me to my spiritual self, my spiritual world and my angels. I remember praying like every day. I'd never prayed so much in my life this year than I ever have. It was... It was truly a, um, it was a powerful year mm. in terms of, it was lonely, but then it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have work, I didn't have much to do, but I kept myself busy. That was, that was my only task this year. And I knew that I needed to do that. Did you, you didn't know that from like a logical egoic point <laughs> God, of view. No. You, you felt that. <laughs> I felt that. I yeah. was truly, and I know you would have you would have understood you you knew me you knew how I worked and mm. when I had a, my gut feeling you knew that I, I, I knew something. that I had to let you yeah. do your thing you know you weren't asking you didn't ask for help so I'm not going to give you help because yeah. again if you if you're not open to something you're not going to receive it and I, I knew what I had to do mm. because there was something in me telling me just focus on getting your faith back by whatever means please do it it was like a command. It was it was a really um, powerful uh, message. That and was I think coming this through. year, because I think we've spoken about it. Ultimately, what choice did you have? Year, <laughs> really, know. you know, it was like you were, you yeah. were, you didn't have a job. Yeah. You know, you were at home by yourself because I was still fortunate enough I to was remain not in the job. Because you're not essential. <laughs> you're essential to me. It's okay. <laughs> Got to slip a couple of lines in here. Uh. And there. <laughs> uh, hey, we are we are in a relationship. Yeah. Let's acknowledge that. We You're are actually dating. To too. <laughs> um, On the record. <laughs> you, you know. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you, you were like in a position where like, where else did you have to turn besides yeah. inward? <laughs> <laughs> that was totally accidental, but... <laughs> oh, God. Inward, a journey of conversations by Logan Gray. Oh, yes. It's available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. Um, <laughs> oh, that no, that, no, but, but I no, know, where that, else did you have to turn was, but yeah. inward? Yeah, like, yeah, no, you had to, you, you kind of had to turn to faith, otherwise you'd go insane. Mm. If you had to have this I actually feeling had, I had or this else. <laughs> reassurance that like this was working out for the greater good for you, yeah, and that if it wasn't for this experience, then you know, you'd be in a, you'd ultimately be worse off. So you, you kind of had no choice, but you really took it and you've, it's been a whole, it's been a year long process for you. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably, it was an exhausting year, but also it was the, this, it's probably the most valuable year that I've had in my life. Yeah. At, like depression was the beginning but this year has been on another level. And that's definitely like, I think this year has been a part of getting you prepared for theatre mm. in a mental sta- in a mental sense. Oh, I knew that something was coming. This was another thing. I knew that I would never work for someone else mm. after you did, yeah. working. And I don't know what called me to that. I didn't know what. I was just like, I have this feeling that I'm not going to be working for an employer. Because you went, you went on job seeker pretty quickly after you lost your job. Well, I had to, yeah. So you've but pretty much faith, you've yeah. pretty much been on job seeker up until just recently, until mm-hmm. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, leap of faith, huh? Very big leap of that faith, but that's okay. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you this because there was a couple of times where I'm like, 
things are getting a bit financially tight, maybe it's time to start, you know, coming around to the idea that you should well, look you for work. Do. Yeah. And I just and knew. You stuffed your guns. Yeah, I just knew. I'm like, it's just, there's something, there's something in this time that I need to get. I don't know what it is. And I know that's not very concrete and it's not very logical because <laughs> you were very logical. And, but you trusted me. And I'm very grateful for that because I have now found, or something's come to me, Vita, that has just transformed the way I see what the, my life, the, mm. the world, the planets, the universe, the everything. It's been hugely beneficial for everything. me too. So I've been, I'm grateful that you discovered it too because it's helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I, we spoke about it, my nose has like never been this good before without a nasal spray. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's like everything is. I, I breathe predominantly through my nose now. Can you taste and smell? I can taste and smell everything. Stop it. No. Because I haven't. I don't want to stop it. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, because I haven't asked you that. Because I wanted mm. to leave it until because you kept talking about it after the healing, and the mm. next day oh, I sneezed again. The oh, next day I can sneezed. taste. I can taste every drop of this beer as it goes down. Ah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and that cho- block of chocolate. And that and that, that block of chocolate smashed. that I've half finished. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's insane. So I'm really grateful that you found this too from a very selfish point of view. <laughs> but no, like like I said, like this year prepared you I think mentally for something like this, but mm. since you since your depression 7 years ago, that like that started you on the spiritual journey oh, of spiritual self-discovery yeah. where you were meditating and you were opening yourself up to this to the universe to, you know, God. Yeah. As you like, just you connecting. Newly saw him, mm. and now it's kind of culminated in theta. It's something's come to you as you've been ready to accept it. Yeah, you know, it's... like like with mindfulness, when you first heard of it, yeah. you weren't exactly ready. For it was really nice was reading happen. it, but I couldn't physically do it. I couldn't practice it because I wasn't ready. Exactly, and if and now now like you're ready for theta, it's come to you because you're ready for it. Yeah, not you. So you've had the whole year to prep mentally mm. and then you've had the last seven years of your life to prep spiritually and it's all just sort of met with this and it, it, it's it's come together really nicely it has i'm pretty blessed and and so you know this this kind of brings us up to i guess where i was we were getting to probably from the start of the episode that now you're ready to take that next step and and bring it forth into the world as, as with you as a practitioner mm. Not just as someone who's learning it as a hobby, someone who's genuinely you're wanting to bring it forth as Yuja, the theater practitioner, mm. um, theater healer, and the, the theater healer is probably much better <laughs> way to put it. Okay. Um, so you know, you that took a big leap of faith, like we alluded to earlier. Yeah, um, coming us into it. You you or came job off job seeker, which was giving us a good bit of money, yeah. uh, of money to help us keep keep going. And so coming off that's a bit daunting, um, but again, it's it's something that you know, we talk about having faith yeah. and the need to have faith because it just helps, it helps us keep life interesting a bit. Yeah. And it keeps you, I guess, it keeps you accountable, but it also keeps you curious and it keeps you courageous. I was going to say, it's like things, you know how we're talking about plans changing? Yeah. Um, and, and we, you know, we're just like, oh, they keep fucking changing. I didn't <laughs> want it to happen this way. But had we, in the beginning, 
received a message. Like we've written the plan. I'm like, okay, this is a really good plan. And then something came to you. And you're like, ooh, hang on a second. Something's coming through. You're like, maybe, maybe I'll do this instead. And that instead would have been God's better plan. Yeah. Right? So you would have had actually something to do with it. So regardless if you choose it or not, that plan might just happen anyway. So by us saying being a part of the decision to come off Centrelink because we got messages over and over again being like you will in the in the lead up yeah definitely over the last couple of months especially when you've getting in you've been getting into tarot cards um and and doing readings for yourself and for me yeah like so many of the cards that have come up have been leap of faith, leap of faith, take a leap of faith. Yeah, follow your if heart, you follow knew your you desires, were going to be supported, if you knew you were going to be supported, what would you do? That's it. That's my favorite card in the deck. It kept coming up over and over again. I'm like, okay, 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 I get you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so terrified. I'm so, and then I had to do theater on myself and get rid of all those limiting beliefs <laughs> because <laughs> I just couldn't. I, I was like, no, I, I don't, I will not be able to do this. But I'm like, hang on a second. I've got a healing modality that can help me get through to give me courage mm. and to help me make these decisions. So let's do it. Yeah. So I use theater on myself and I change my limiting beliefs. I release them, remove them and replace them with something better. Yeah. And then I'm actually feeling the best I've felt about this decision. Like just tenfold. I'm just, I feel so good about it. Yeah. And, it, and I'm, I have faith. Like untethered faith it's amazing let's let's have this same discussion in a month's time when we're, when we're broke <laughs> <laughs> nothing I worked out manifest it. stop it it's a joke i'm joking god he's sorry, joking it was a joke don't manifest that shit. <laughs> it was actually something you said that i thought was really fascinating and i actually really appreciated was because i hadn't necessarily thought about it like this before but you said that coming off Centrelink, it's now forcing you to take that next step. Mm. It's like being getting those job seeker payments. It was good in keeping us financially afloat. But what it was actually doing was keeping us comfortable. And you, you didn't have to work for an income. Uh. You didn't have to actually earn that money. You were just getting it for sitting around doing nothing. Well, I wasn't doing nothing. No, but you know what the I mean. The concept, yeah, You know what sure. I mean. Like, <laughs> no, you weren't doing nothing, but no, you didn't but actually yeah, have to yeah. go out and produce something or provide a service uh, and get an income from it. Um, And so coming off, coming off Centrelink now is, it's kind of forcing the hand that you have to now go out and make something for yourself. And that's why I had to do even more theater today (laughs) because (laughs) after this decision, because I'm like, okay, I need now to release all of these limiting beliefs Mm. that are stopping me, that are making me nervous, that are holding me back from sitting on that couch with someone or those couches with someone and sharing uh, um, and healing them and being a part of their their growth and their development and helping them. I just mm. and it's just I'm I needed to remove those limiting beliefs and everything. And I'm like I have I have the tool and I'm using it for myself. I am my own first patient. Yeah, you're patient zero. So I'm patient zero, and I've just been working on myself for the last month and. You know, my hearing is exponentially better. It's at ninety percent now, where it was, as in like ninety percent hearing. Ninety um, percent of like your good ear. Yeah. Of my yeah. Yeah. So now I just need ten percent just to be unblocked. But the thing is, I think it is completely unblocked. I just have to um, train it. Yeah, so it's like a muscle you got to work. It's a muscle, it, yeah. yeah, but I'm not even sure if that's right. I think that might just be something in my head. Could be. 
I, I really, I just, I'm like, well, why can't I have my full hearing? Yeah. And that's where I really need to, because I'm like, I, I cannot remember ever. This is as long as I can remember my ears being blocked. So that's a lot of layers that I got to. And know. the interesting thing, because it's the same thing with my nose, yeah. is you can get rid of the beliefs and you can get rid of the blockage yeah. that that's causing that like physical defect. Yeah. But then the other thing to keep in mind is that it, it becomes a habit yeah. and it becomes a subconscious habit that you, you aren't necessarily consciously aware. No, like you're not it's, aware it's of it. It's in your subconscious. And it's like you can remove the blockage, the energetic blockage and the spiritual blockage, the emotional blockage. You can mm. remove all that and clear all that. But when it's a habit, that's something you, I think you have to physically train that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I, I still like sometimes, like, oh, I'm deaf. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not deaf in my left mm. ear because it's still there. That feeling of, because sometimes when you say something and you're standing on my left side and I don't hear you, I just ask you to repeat it now. I don't move over to the other side of you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, can you say true. that again? Because I'm trying to train it. Because the habit like, would be to move to the other side of me. Oh, all the time. I'd be like, oh, can you just yeah. move over? Yeah. Just Can you talk in my good ear? Yeah. No, both my ears are perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has happened to my ears. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely um, a really... Because I think, I think you mentioned that with my nose, that it's a habit. It's it's something that... Because okay, my, my, every, every morning I wake up and my nose would be blocked. And I'd, I'd sneeze the block, like the physical blockage oh, out. That'd be my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would basically wake up every morning because yeah. it's, it's literally every morning of my life. And it, it becomes, you can, like I said, you can remove the blockage. You can remove the, whatever it is, whatever the belief pattern is mm. that might be holding that. But when you've got the physical habit there, mm. where you wake up every morning already expecting or yeah. waiting yeah, or... Right. It's like it, it's might not even you might not even be expecting or waiting for it. It's just like your body, body kind of just yeah. knows to do it yeah. because it's habitual. Yeah. So what do you do now? I before I go to bed every night. Yeah. I say to myself, I will not wake up with a blocked nose. I will not wake up sneezing. Yeah. And I, I repeat that you know five or ten times to myself. It's basic. Yeah. But no, but yeah. I, I've but you're giving up, yourself and your body the message. I, I I still wake up and it's there's like a like I wake up breathing through my nose, so that's a huge start. Wow. But that's like that's because of theta, and it's also because of that trying to remove yeah. that pattern. Well, you have to be an active part of that. Too. Definitely, but I also I don't I might have sneezed like once or twice in the morning this entire last week. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you haven't. Because I wanted to wait a week or two mm. before I mentioned So you didn't anything. like replant seeds? And yeah, because I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. Because the first three days, or first two days, or three days even, you would say, have you noticed that I haven't, I didn't sneeze? I'm like, it's been one day. <laughs> well, I didn't sneeze that entire day. <laughs> and then the next day you would sneeze. Or I'm like, stop even thinking about it. Mm. Because if you think about it, it's going to come back. Yeah. So just wake up and just get up and do... Do my morning routine. Wake up, do your morning routine um, make your coffee, sit yeah. in bed, do just change that routine. And the thing is too, like over the last couple of weeks, I'm not waking up. It's not a strong thing anymore. We're mm. like, I'd wake up and go, here come the sneezes. Yeah. Right. Now it's like, it's less and less. It's like, I'm just waking up and it's just normal. That's nice. Like it's just, it's becoming normal now. The abnormal thing is if my nose blocks Ooh, or if I'm sneezing. That's fun. Like it's, it's switched subtly, but actually quite rapidly. Honey, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that like it's it's like the work that we've both been able to put into this mm. because I've, I've had to be an active part in it, but a yeah. huge part of it's been what you've discovered mm. and what you're putting into practice. Yes. So 
yeah, that's it's 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 been incredible. It's been a it's been a massive part of improving both of our lives. Yeah. Um, and it had to play a really big part in this in this financial choice to come off JobSeeker because that was really nerve wracking because we still have a, a small safety net, yeah. but it's definitely not a as comfortable a safety net as either of us would like. <laughs> but again, this is this is where the that element of faith has to come into it. You have to. If the thing is because the messages that I kept receiving from our higher selves, from God and our angels, because we asked everyone under the sun. We did. We sat down. <laughs> we sat down. Can you connect for me? Can you, <laughs> nearly ask every, questions. For the last three days, we've just been, okay, let's connect. Let's make sure that we're doing the right thing or what is it that we need to do? We're just mm. always asking this message. So it was a, you can if you want to. So it's always, it's, you've always got free will. So you can. You can come off Centrelink. This isn't going to happen to you if you can. Um, yeah. But you can also stay on it and nothing will happen to you. But there was there was a but in that one. Mm. Um, and it, it, there was just all these conditions, these little things. But it's like you can. you can, Of course you can. Mm. And I was like, okay, we need to, re- we need to restructure our, our question. And because I know that we can come off it's it. It's too ambiguous. But it's, like, bit, okay, it's a little bit more concrete. Get, yeah, <laughs> we have to be really specific about our questions mm. because if we want specific answers, we need to ask the specific questions. So then we started asking, like, okay. Um, well, we- I was, because I, I, me, like, again, like I was saying off the top of the episode, I like to plan, I like to structure and be organized. Mm. I like to at least have, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think no, there's, there's no, times no. where there's it does become a source of anxiety for me, uh-huh. which is that's when it's bad. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of times where it's beneficial. So you don't just jump into something blindly no, no, like no. this. You need to know the risks you know, and just, the You don't want to be an idiot about it. You know, so we you kind don't of... Be a fool. We were sitting there on our lovely nude couches and we were... Which we got from Vinny's for, for 20 bucks each. Oh, so I think they're called moon chairs. Fantastic pickup. Anyway, um, <laughs> Salvos and Vinny's are fantastic. <laughs> They just Shout out. That's that's another, not a sponsor, but, you know, have your free airtime because you deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, we were, we were sitting there and I'm like, because I, I, did you, I think you might have brought it up. You said you, you were concerned about the financial situation. Yes. So and, so, and then the that co- actually came from a message that I received. Um, it said, you need to talk about it. You need to talk about your concerns. That came up in a card and then it came up in my intuitive um, little conversation I had with my angels. Yeah. You need to talk about it. And I was like... Oh, and I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said, you were really quiet when you said it. Like you didn't want to say it, but it was like you felt you, you needed to say it. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. Because I've been concerned about being on JobSeeker. And, I, and I, it's a good thing. Like it was necessary because people lost yeah. their jobs. Yeah. You know, people needed to have some kind of financial support so they could live their life. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was necessary. The, the 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 hard thing with it was that was that it constrained me and what I could do. Yeah. Because job seeker was the amount you would get was dependent on what my income was. Yeah. So we actually lost a lot of financial freedom, in a sense, because mm. if I worked more, you'd yeah. get paid less. Yeah. If I worked less, you'd get paid more. Yeah. So ultimately, we'd get it'd balance out because it was so just dependent. <laughs> so we didn't have a, we didn't have a huge amount of financial freedom. Yeah. So it was something that I'm like, I just want to get away from this because not only do I want to be self-sufficient and able to make our own financial choices, um, you know, I don't 
want someone else to have their nose in our financial business. Mm. So, you know, it was, I think we toyed around with it for a little while. Yeah. But it finally, it kind of came up again. And this time it was just so much more relevant, especially because of where you're at with theta mm. and what we've been talking about, how you want to go forward with this and, and become a healer and a, and a practitioner. Um, it was a lot more relevant now. Mm. You know, we'd entertain the thought, but until now, it was never something that it was actually a viable option. No. Anyway, so we, we, we were sitting there on the couch talking about it, and you know, we're like sussing. I'm like, here's our options. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we, you can come off it, and you know, I, I don't get a, I don't get a huge amount after my budget's all covered. Mm. There's not a massive amount left over, but yeah. we can make it work. You know, we could we could really squeeze every last penny out of my paycheck but it wouldn't have been comfortable yeah so there was a couple of choices that we had to make or we had to choose, choose from, from sorry yeah we had to choose from and it was really difficult so i'm like okay we need a <laughs> we need some help <laughs> we need a theory a theater yeah a so I'm like, can you please connect connect to our, both of our higher, higher selves yeah i'll so connect to them, them first to yeah um and then you did it Again, it's quick, quick side note. Like the, the speed with which you're able to connect to that seventh plane and then call in what you need to call well, in is I've insane. Practiced every day for yeah. thirty plus days. It's it's cool. It's really cool. Anyway, and so we were sitting with them, just asking them, you know, what do we do? Mm. Uh, and like you were saying just before, you know, it was like you can come off Centrelink. Yeah, you can. <laughs> or you can stay on Centrelink. Like, do we? Uh, do we come off Centrelink? You can. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm like, come on, just <laughs> tell me the answer. And they're just like sitting there, just like smiling politely. And they're just like, just ask a better question. Yeah. <laughs> you and have to be really specific. Ultimately, it, it kind of did point in the direction of coming off. So we did. Know. How long did we sit there for? Uh, it, was a, it was a fair while. It was a it's a big decision hour? to make. Yeah. And it, because it, it requires so much faith. Faith isn't something you can touch. You can't plan faith. Mm. No, you know, no. faith. It's like the total opposite. Because the thing is, I knew that we had to come off it. I knew mm. that I had to get off Job Seeker, and just stay on the study. But because you're receiving all the study, because you're you're studying I'm counseling. Studying counseling. Yeah. So um, that's fine. That's just a small. It's a smaller amount, but it's something, and we're, mm. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that I'm studying at this point in time, rather than having nothing coming mm. off Centrelink altogether. Yeah. So we've got job. Yeah, I was like, I just I want to get off it because. It's asking me to apply for two jobs a month and I just, there's no point in doing that. Like you, and like you were saying earlier, you, you, you don't gonna, want yeah. to work for somebody but else. But I'm, I'm not going to. Mm. It's not that I don't want to. I'm not going to. <laughs> there was there was a message was so clear and my angel was like, you, you were going to work for yourself. It was just a knowing. It yeah. was a knowing that I just, I knew that I was going to work for myself. It was, I, I didn't even know at the time about Fita. I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't totally sold on counselling because I don't even finished it yet. That's funny because you never really you you were keen about counselling, mm. but it was like maybe you were keen because on a spiritual level you knew that you were on the right track. Yeah. So you were like following where counselling was taking you, mm. but you definitely were very forth forthright with the you know saying that I'm not going to be working for somebody else. You, you did apply for some jobs. Yeah. Out of necessity, but it didn't. Nothing happened for you. But you were also very upfront with being like, "It's I'm not going to be working for somebody else." Yeah. But this was even before COVID hit. This was when I was still working at the cafe. Yeah. Right. Something was already there. Going like, this is going to be my last job for an empl- at an employer. I knew. 
And I, I, I thought I hadn't were, even been doing the freaking work yet. You no, know, I, I thought that was a COVID thing. I thought, you know, you just had this no. inkling that no, no, something no, was going to happen. No, no, this was before. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't raise it because I didn't know that COVID was going to hit. I thought that I was going to leave the cafe were you the one that, the Were you the one that spread COVID around? And that was you. Yeah, I really wanted my 2020 to work out exactly like this. <laughs> but hey, looking back at it now, like we said, it's exa- it's worked oh, out exactly what up. was right for you, <laughs> oh, hasn't it? <laughs> so we, we came, we came, we, we made the jump, <laughs> took the leap of faith, and we, we came off the, the Centrelink now because it's yeah. it's time for you to take over. Yeah, you know where where Centrelink has been there to provide where you weren't you weren't ready to take that step yet. Yeah, now you are and. Coming off that, we've really needed guidance from our higher selves and from our guardian angels, which we got in contact with yeah. to help us ensure that it was the right idea. Mm. And ultimately, what they what they were saying the whole time was, "You can, you have free will. Yeah. We could still be on it now. Yeah, you know, but we we chose we chose to come off it because it, it's time. Yeah. And I th- I just thought it was really powerful what you said when I know I just said it just before, but when you said that, you know, you haven't had to work for anything. Yeah. You know, it's no. now, yeah. now you actually have to, and there's a sense of urgency now mm. that but, is good, but, but that urgency kind of creates, it but, helps you create and step into what you need to step into. But the thing is, is that I want to, mm. there's a difference. It's a difference between being called to do something you don't want to do and being called to, to do something that you want to do. I'm so curious about this work and I believe in it because I have seen the results and also it just aligns with me on a cellular level, on a spiritual level, on an atomic level. It's crazy. There are theta healers all over the world. It's it's just lighting up a little bit more of the world and the planet. Yeah. And it's not to say that every any other mo- it's better than all the other modalities. No, it, it just enhances it. And it, it enhances all of the modalities. It's like we need all of them. Mm. Anything we can that will help us all light up and heal and work together and love each other and be there for each other and be compassionate and guide and be empowered. Because I, I, I don't, I've I never meant to poo-poo osteo or any other no, any, like medicine or anything like that because it's mm, necessary. Yeah. Because we do get imbalanced. We do get out of whack with our, our body's physiology. And it, there are we do experience dysfunction. And, and medicine and yep. ma- manual therapy and... Anything else in in our Western uh, medical healthcare um, culture, mm. it's necessary because it helps rebalance that. Absolutely. There's an I, I do believe fundamentally there's an underlying cause for that dysfunction in the first place. There's a reason that your body's physiology fucked up, and, cr- and that dysfunction was experienced. Yeah. And so what we have been able to do through like health. And, and medical advancements mm. has been able to rebalance us, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't do the, the full... It's not enough, yeah. Uh, ...rebalancing of the actual underlying dysfunction. Well, it, it corrects the symptoms. We're fantastic at correcting symptoms. Yeah. And, and a, a really good example of this is our antidepressants, in my mind. Mm. Because if, if you look at depression, I'm not, I'm not like a pharmacologist... From my background, this is my understanding of, of depression, is sure. you get imbalances of chemicals within your brain. Yeah. You know, usually you have serotonin that is a chemical in your brain that is responsible for feelings of joy and, and exuberance <laughs> and vitality. And there's a, there's a lacking of that. Your brain doesn't produce it or it doesn't respond to serotonin as it should. 
And so what you do when you take antidepressants is you you adjust the way that your brain responds with those with the serotonin. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's... I and it know. balances you a little bit so you can then... Because antidepressants aren't meant for a permanent use. Mm. It's temporary. No matter what um, anyone says, it's temporary. Mm. Because it's just to balance you so then you can then be like, okay, I'm now in a headspace to move forward. So then you wean off them and then you've, you're have you back mm. on track. Well, that's exactly right. Because I, so what... I took them. You did, Because yeah. I needed to. And I got to a place where I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, and they I'm rebalance you them. and they get you to a point where you need to take over. Because I knew I, did, I didn't want to be on them forever. I, I even told my counsellor I don't want to be on them at all. Mm. But she said the only reason I'm telling you this is because you're having suicidal thoughts that you think aren't dangerous. Mm. Any any thought that is a little bit close to towards suicide, it's an imbalance. Mm. It's not right. And she really, she really taught me how quickly you can slip and how, it, you know, our, our minds don't do that though. Our minds say, you know, it's but it's you know it's fine. You you'll be alright. Like it's just it's just a little bit of a feeling. Yeah. I was like, no, you shouldn't at all be feeling this. You shouldn't at all. This is some. This is not good. Mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, definitely. And like that's that's in your brain. The chemistry of your brain is like there's like there's a, there is an imbalance. Yeah. With what's happening there. Mm. And what antidepressants do is they aim to adjust or correct that chemical imbalance. Yeah. And that's 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 where I was saying we're fantastic at treating symptoms. And the physiological cause of that symptom is what is addressed when you take antidepressants. Mm. But the cause, yeah, the underlying cause of that Im- phys- that chemical imbalance in the first place isn't addressed. Yeah. It's not addressed when you take antidepressants. No, no. There's a reason that you're stressed. There's a reason that you're depressed. There's a reason that you're feeling something. It's a reason why you've got an addiction. It's a reason why you're anything. And you can, you can do any, any kind of treatment or symptom management mm. that is going to help you feel better because it's going to reduce your symptoms, but you haven't actually done the work that treats the underlying cause of the dysfunction in the first place. Well, right here it says the theta healing tech. This is on um, what are you looking at? Yeah. The theta, the theta about theta. This is Viana's website. Right, she created this. The theta healing technique is always taught to be used in conjunction with conventional medicine. Yeah, and she's a big believer in. You know what? Yeah, it's all. You know, you can clear the limiting beliefs, which are amazing. But you still got to take care of your physical body. Yeah. God can't do that for you. You still have that responsibility. You still have that free will. So she's got a book called um, Disorders and Diseases, which is fascinating. And it she just goes into what vitamins to take, how to treat um, any all of the diseases and um, disorders. It's amazing what she knows and what she's really gone through. And I liked it too because I've come from the the university degree where we, we learn about dysfunctions and diseases and that and the physiology behind them or the pathophysiology behind them. So then to kind of go into theta, which is because it's it's a lot more spiritual and it's working on levels that definitely are not discussed or even really yeah. barely touched upon during a like like degree mm. in healthcare, in Western healthcare. Um, I was really impressed to see that yeah, she actually does have an entire book dedicated to diseases and and how we treat them from a, in a, in a Western healthcare approach. To she said, one of the most important things is to have a basic understanding of the anatomy and, and how it works. You have to because if someone comes to you and they've got a sore stomach or a sore leg or a sore elbow or any kind of or you're feeling ill, 
when you go into their space using your intuition and using the technique, the meditation technique, you move through their space, but it's also you ask God to show you. So it's like a skeleton. It's kind of like an X-ray of what's going on in your body. And you can see what lights up and what doesn't light up. And you need to be able to understand what you're looking at. Exactly. So like I'm practicing on you sometimes, but before that I look at the anatomy. How are you going with that, by the way? Because I can test you on that. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just look at even, I just look at what it looks like. Hmm. For me, that's just a start. And you're lucky with me because I'm so massive. Like you can see everything. All my muscles are bulging. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to COVID. (laughs) Anyone that knows me can definitely tell you I'm not, I'm not huge. I'll cut that so out. So we'll cut that out in post. <laughs> you know, we'll leave the cut that out in post and then everyone can wonder, oh, what did they say oh, no, that they had to cut that, out? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I needed to know the basic understanding. Like when I was learning about the brain and how it functioned, you also still needed to know where the pineal gland was in the head because that's the master, um, there's a master cell in there that controls all the rest of your cells in the body. So if you tell that master cell... <laughs> No, Moose is barking. Nah, Moose is taking that answer for me. Yeah, your, your, pineal, your pineal gland you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that has a role in melatonin regulate. Yeah. we got Moose who's just popped into the room. Yeah. We're again featuring Moose towards the end of the episode. Yeah, it regulates melatonin levels. It's suspected. Yeah. Which is, again, theta is a deep sleep state. It's a, no, I wrote it down today. Um, so it's a brain wave that you experience during sleep, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it is a brain wave, but it's where you go m- when meditating. So it's deep rela- relaxation. It's not deep sleep. It's deep right, re- okay, relaxation. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, it's used also in hypnosis, and it's also used in um, uh, during REM sleep. Yeah. So. So it is okay. It is sleep. So I wasn't fully wrong. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, oh, just moving on because. I'm going to make a fool of myself talking about the anatomy <laughs> completely. But anyway, she, she says it's really important to know when you're treating someone with a physical injury to know a basic, at least a basic. Maybe that's where you can have a buzzer on you and that, like a pager and you can page me and I'll come in and go. No, I'll just, <laughs> have, I'll just have a thing in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on like a computer, like a dark room, like behind the, behind the wall and like... Yes, it's there. Okay, yes, it's there. It's the biceps femoris and the hamstring muscle. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it's the yes. bifocal tendon. And I just get it all wrong. <laughs> it's like Chinese whispers. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, there is definitely... She's They've done a lot of other like research. We'll get into that in another um, another episode when I have better understanding of it and I'm better at explaining it. You're getting better, though. Like, just in general, you're more confident... And you're more articulate when you are talking about it. Sure. I mean, on the podcast, it's a different story because we're usually, we're talking about different things every time. Mm. But even on things that we've talked about previously that we've mentioned, you've gotten yeah. a lot better at actually articulating the point that you're trying to make. Well, I'd hope better. so. I'd hope practice works. Well, usually <laughs> practice does help it to does help. solidify some kind of concept. And that's why I want to practice more with Theta. So I'm excited to work on other people. Yeah, mm. I'm really excited for that to start happening for you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something that's so far outside what I'm used to having faith. I mean, not not having having faith as in like, trusting my faith. 
Sure. It's been, we are we are supported. We're guided. We're doing what we're meant to be doing. And you know, when you like I said before, when you have faith, it's not you don't plan faith. Mm-mm. You don't plan how faith happens. Like yeah. faith implies the a very open ended structure and outcome. And that's not me. <laughs> I know, but it's it's something that I think it's it's I've gotten better at, especially since you've been doing the theater. But we've been living on another level, though. We've really opened and expanded our horizon in terms of spirituality on another now, level relative to like where we relative, were. Yeah, yeah, not to like people, other people, but I mean, no, no, compared, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, on no, another level from where we were. Yeah, no, just living, yeah, just from where we were. Like we, our horizon has expanded. Where learning about different things and but things that are huge and massive especially when it comes to what you believe to be true about existence that's a huge one yeah it's and it's really important to kind of have that uh that idea of what um what you do believe because it shapes you and how you Mm. live your life it really fucking does honestly Mm. i i before like actually thinking about what I believe in and how, you know, the world sort of works and having some kind of philosophy that is the, I guess, the backbone of how I approach life. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, it wasn't fulfilling. I was just going through the motions. Yeah. You know, now just having actually put a little bit of thought into what resonates with me and what makes sense. Life is just so much more meaningful and things that happen just have, make so much more sense mm-hmm. and they, like, everything means so much something. Depth. Yeah, yeah, there's e- so much depth everything, in everything. Everything I experience means something now. And you can be... It's... When you're aware of that, you're more gracious. You're so... Like, the gratitude just ex- just constantly expands. But don't get me wrong. I still get pissed off and I still get angry and frustrated at things that do happen. <laughs> just because Just because I know that everything's happening in my life for a reason now and it's serving a, a higher purpose and it is meaningful... Uh-huh. Doesn't mean I don't get frustrated with some things. I threw a couple of tantrums at work the other day, but you know I don't need it to vent, and that's okay. I'm glad you didn't do it here. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I do it enough. Yeah. When you're not now the, the 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 bloke I was working with handled it well. <laughs> Shout out! You know who you are. <laughs> oh, he'll love it big time. Um. Yeah, no, like it's just, but yeah, it's life just happens magically. Mm. <laughs> it sounds so corny and cheesy, but when you have a, a foundation, it just really provides a, a deep satisfaction with everything that you experience because, like I said, it means something to mm. you and you can better, I guess, understand why it's happening. And even when you do fall and things happen, you're always caught. You're always caught with faith. It's like, it's okay because this is why you've fallen because you just needed to see what was under the couch or because you needed to, you know what I mean? (laughs) In a a very literal sense. In a very literal sense, yeah. Hey, there's a $10 note down here. Yeah, or there's a book that I, you know, I accidentally pushed it. That's never even happened to me. I don't even know why that happened. That came. Maybe it's relevant to someone else that's listening. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. But anyway, it was just like a... That's a metaphor. That's what I meant. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I kind of came, I wanted to talk about time a little bit, but it just, oh, it's, it's, it's a conversation for another time, but, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, this I think was actually really important because it, it came up really suddenly mm. and I kind of just wanted to share, I guess, the whole context behind what it meant for us and the lessons that we learned along the way and, mm. and where we've taken, what we've taken from it even now. And we feel confident and calm about it. That's what's really cool. Yeah. Like really happy and just grateful that we're in this position that we're in now that we're, we've, you've got, we don't necessarily financially have something to fall back on, but we've got your passion, mm. you know, and, and I have so much belief in you and what you can do. And I'm really excited to see where this will go because now you've stepped away, you've stepped away from that comfort mm. and that security. Now something has to happen, whether we like it or not, whether <laughs> for good or for bad, yeah. something now has to change. And I'm really excited for what that's going to bring for us. Me too. And, you know, this definitely, it was, it was good to sit down and have this discussion about it. Because even, yeah, a lot of, a lot of what we, we spoke about, I hadn't even thought of until we spoke about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, same. Thank you. Thank you so much for sitting down and sharing this time with me. It was... oh, you too, my love. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any thoughts regarding the conversation today or just want to get in touch and share your experience, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Logan and Yuja or send us an email at loganandyuja at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until next time with infinite love.